That's the problem with doing this playlist is that there's just so many more things that I have to do. I have to listen to this, I have to watch this, I have to go to Tokyo. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of The Playlist Game with James, Henry and Lewis. This is of course the podcast where we each come together with a 10 song playlist chosen based on a shared thematic title. How are we guys? We okay this evening? Gotta say yeah, pretty good. Just got back from the pub. You know, that's that's yeah, that's very go. anti James, really. You, you just oh, I know. Coming coming from the pub to the podcast, it's just unheard. I will say, I also it's came from the way. pub to the podcast. Yeah, it's bizarre, oh. like, and I I have not like I just don't that know. is that is more bizarre. Out of character for you, Henry. Alcoholic. That's necessarily true. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's ever happened when I've come from the pub to the podcast, but oh, it could happen. Um, yeah, I'd like to explain a lot of your. Awful behaviour on the podcast. Oh, absolutely. I mean, what I would like to do is do a, one of these recordings in the pub. I think it would be marvellous, wouldn't it? It was. We'd get some funny looks, I reckon. Yeah, but we, if we, like, took out a room ourselves, and then I'd, like... <laughs> we hired a private function room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for, the, for, the, for the purposes of the players' game. Would we have an audience? Uh, yeah, they can, like, titter along. Like a little live show, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, Could happen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll see. Do you guys want a silly question? Yes. Yeah, I do. I, that's basically why I'm here. <laughs> so turning into the best part of the podcast. <laughs> I'll, tell you what, I'll tell you what, it's going to be better than my playlist. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, might as well do this for a bit. Well, actually, this is a question that's not actually off the top of my head. I, I went on, like, you know, typed into Google questions that you should ask <laughs> your your crush or your date or something. Uh, like, yeah. Um, and most of them are just really boring. Which uh, of us are your crush slash date? Uh, we'll see. Mm, I guess I'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah, it depends how you answer this question. Um, <laughs> but I thought this question was quite good, actually. I thought just to get, get some stuff off our chest. What annoys you most? In general? Well, this is on, under the career section. So you can have it for your career, but I just think you can broaden it out to whatever you want. Mm. Mm, the most annoying thing in Korea is the monopoly that Samsung has over all aspects of commercial life. How so? Did he get it? Because it's Korea, South Korea. Anyway, Ooh. the most. <laughs> <laughs> and Samsung does have a monopoly. It's true. Everything from construction oh, to such a nerdy joke. To it's ridiculous. Computing. <laughs> All right, whatever. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what does annoy me. Yeah. It has nothing to do with my career, though. Oh, come on. No, no, I don't want it to be about. It was under the career section of the website, but I don't want it to be about. Weird. You know. Do, does the website know what a career is? Uh, oh. No, I don't know. Yeah. Just, my, right, the most well. annoying thing in the world for me is when websites don't know what careers are. Yeah. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. Says the unemployed man. So, uh, yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> I will, uh, m- the most annoying thing for me is when people walk through doors and then that's where they choose to stop. People do it all the time. Do they? They leave a shop or they enter a shop and that's, and they stand there or they enter a building and then they, they stand just right in the entrance. Particularly like, irritating of, with social distancing, of course, at the moment. Of course, of course. <laughs> but it happens everywhere. It happens all the time. And like... Is the the single worst place in a building to stand still is right in the door. But I would say that the... you said this wasn't related to your career, but at the mm. moment you're working in Mountain Warehouse. That's surely something right. that you've noticed a lot from there, is it not? 
Well, I don't really no, I don't really care when it's like. Was it more just in, not... in your family, just your household? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care when I'm not going through the door, which I don't imagine to my house. Oh obviously. yeah, of course, yeah. Well, so it doesn't it's just like, you don't just I'm see them and just all day. you don't just see them from the from your from the counter and just just you just see yeah, them. Just like, <laughs> Get out of my shop <laughs> and then stand there for two leave, or three minutes. You're gonna leave. Loiter in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, that's yeah. enough about me. Yeah, that's that... two of my pet peeves. Uh, yeah, people I mean... standing in doorways and Samsung. So, Lewis, tell me yours, or tell Henry yours. I'll yeah. go. Uh, <laughs> I think the most annoying thing in the world for me, most irritating thing, is when I get served a bowl of spaghetti, and I've got to eat it because spaghetti is the most annoying kind of pasta. Do you, Do you not like have a say in that? Just when I... like what. Someone's cooking like, oh, I've cooked spaghetti bolognese for you. That's annoying. I'm, I'm grateful for the bolognese, but the spaghetti, man, it's the worst pasta. Let's... How often do you have spaghetti thrust upon yeah. you? Yeah. Can I also remind you, Lewis, before you answer, that this is the, the question was, what annoys you most? Most. Most. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you've chosen, you've chosen the loving embrace <laughs> of someone that's taken the time to cook You've for chosen you. a hot meal. <laughs> <laughs> you've chosen, well, when you put it like that, it sounds bad. Having someone care about you. No, no, no. When you say you what you've said, it sounds bad, and that's why we're saying it back yeah. at you. So the I... only reason it sounds bad is because that's what you said. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to change your answer? I can't think of anything else that annoys me. So I'm going to tell go. your. I'm going to tell your mum. I mean, that's a good thing, though. Really, like. If you you know if not a lot of things annoy you then you're just an easy breezy guy. Yeah. That's me, until easy and breezy through and through. Mm. Except when it comes to be given spaghetti, that's when I lose well, my yeah. temper. Just <laughs> does this happen? But does this happen a lot? Is this like a big feature of your life? Well, it seems like most people quite like spaghetti. And when, for example, Lama's like cooking. <laughs> oh, okay. Lama's gonna hear this. Yeah, well, she will hear this. She knows I don't like spaghetti. She's very aware of my spaghetti disgruntlement. Do you think she just keeps right. doing it just to just to well, it, piss She doesn't do it anymore. No, it, it, it has happened. And well, people have done it. Well, my flatmates and, and you know we cook for each other as well. And sometimes it's just spaghetti, and I'm like, just keep the spaghetti out of my bowl. <laughs> Dare I ask what you have against spaghetti? What do I not have against spaghetti? It's just so inconvenient to eat. Who who is really eating it's spaghetti? Fun. It's not fun. Yeah, it's like it's a little the challenge. Least, it's, like... it's the least fun thing in the world, actually eating spaghetti. I bet you watched like Raven on CBBC when you were a child and you thought that looks rubbish. No, no, I, I watched Raven and I would think that looks easy compared to eating a bowl of spaghetti. The guy was like, let the challenge begin. And you'd be like, fuck. I'd be like trying to... <laughs> twirl my fork around in the bowl <laughs> like the fuck is that that's n- I'm sorry it is the, it is the right. worst kind of pasta right. and I hate when I have to eat it that's All just right. to be fair the, the one of the annoying things for me is that at the moment is that I can't really think of many things off the top of my head to defend spaghetti because Lewis has got a slight point in that it is slightly difficult to eat it's the worst yeah. kind of, it provides it nothing on else on over any other kind of pasta and it's hard to cook as well because you have to like yeah it doesn't fit. Have it sitting out of the thing. Yeah. Like the fuck is that? Yeah. It's it's just. A... Have you ever set it on fire like that? What? Same. Same. Neither me. <laughs> what? So, so anyway. What? You know you've got like a gas hob, right? Yeah. 
and you use a slightly larger gas ring than you should for the pan, <laughs> right. for the size of the pan. Yeah. And then the spaghetti is hanging over the edge, and then the the heat from the flame goes up the side of the pan and sets the spaghetti on fire. <laughs> and then you've got a fire. Have you done that? In your sp- no, no, no. So why, but anyway, why did you say? Thing for you? <laughs> well, this is, have you this done that, a... James? Has that happened to you? Yeah, I have done that. Yeah, it's happened to me. Yeah. Oh, wow. I've never heard of that happening before. No. Really? No. Yeah. Oh, weird. <laughs> so anyway. Especially we've concluded that spaghetti is the worst kind of pasta and that I'm yeah. right in hating it so much. Yeah, yeah. yeah mm. I mean, Lewis is the guy that hates spaghetti despite the fact that spaghetti hasn't nearly burnt down your kitchen in the same yeah. way it has for James. So. Yeah, me and spaghetti have a complicated relationship. Yeah, that's right. What um, about you, Henry? What annoys you the most? Okay. So, in terms of my job, currently, in mm. Home Bargains, what annoys me is when... So, you know when you, you're putting your stuff on a till? Yeah. On the conveyor belt thing, mm. ready to be, mm. you know, tilled up and all that. And yeah. they have those dividers there for a reason. Because it divides mm. the person in front of you shopping with your shopping. As the name would suggest. Like, yeah, it's just when you come to do your shopping, when you're when it's your turn next to lay your stuff on the till, you get a divider and you just put it there, don't you? It's just, yeah, you do. Oh, yeah. You, that's what you do. But so, but a lot of people just don't do it. And then like, I'm just in a world of my own, you know, scanning things through. And then people get angry at me when I start scanning through. What? The, so I'm just like, that's weird. And it's fine because I'll just be like, all right, it's okay. I'll just have to get a manager. It'll be like thirty seconds just to get a manager to void it off. But like they don't apologize, they don't sort of recognize that. Oh, sorry, yeah, I should have put the divider in. And all I want to say to you is, why didn't you put the divider in? Like, wh- <laughs> yeah. Why didn't you put the divider in? Like, and they never apologize. Like, they never apologize, no matter who it is. People, I'm just people like, hate to recognize their own shortcomings. I'm just like, just, just say, oh yeah, I should have put the divider in. Sorry about that. But they right. always go like, oh actually, oh actually, that's mine. And I'm like, okay, fine, you know, oh, I hate it. Mm. And then other than that, dogs. Uh, and I don't. Oh. Uh, they, they annoy Controversial, me. Controversial. Um, yeah. And people who like when I say that I don't really like dogs, people who sort of like insist that I must like them and will like show me photos and say, "Oh, but what about this? What about this? <laughs> what about this dog? Or what about You've this never dog? seen a dog like this one before. Yeah. Like, well, you know, no, I still don't. You're not gonna. <laughs> you're just not gonna convince me. And I don't like. Mm. I don't really like. Or when like, you know, and say, "Oh, well, why don't you just pet it? Why don't you just?" Or say, oh, or say hello to the dog. Say hello to the dog. And I'm like, you right, mate? How you doing? <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna crouch. I'm not gonna crouch down to ground oh, level. No, the dog can come up to the dog can damn yeah. well come up to dog, your level yeah, if he yeah. wants to speak to you. Yeah, that's right. Um, I I've never backtrack. had an interesting conversation with a dog. <laughs> can I backtrack a minute to the the till thing? Because yeah. I've never had an opportunity to interview a till person before, and I'd like to know. <laughs> From your perspective, mm-hmm. whose responsibility is it to put the divider? Do you put your divider in before your shopping goes on there? Or is it the yeah. person's job to then, once you put all your shopping on, then you put the divider behind your shopping? I mean, I would do it regardless of who I I'd make sure whichever job I was, whichever role I was undertaking, I would make sure that I put the divider there. But I think no, it's but, the but, responsibility. But do you put it before your shopping or after your shopping? Before your shopping. Before you shopping, so the person yeah. who's put the shopping on, yeah, put it on. It's fine yeah. to then leave the the back of the till bare. Yeah, because the rationale is like, surely if you're if there's not someone behind you and no no one comes behind mm. you, you're a waste. Then you don't the need barrier. to put one. Yeah, 
You don't want to, yeah. So the idea is you, you come there. Finite you, resource yeah. of the barrier. <laughs> you come there, you know, you, you come to the till, first things first, put your trolley down, put your basket down, and you get a divider there. And you're like, this starts my shopping. And mm. I, I agree. It's, just, it, it's astounding I how agree. many people do it. and But also when they do it, it's fine if it's a mistake, but how they don't like apologize, I just don't get that. Um, like it's a, it's mm. an error of of judgment. It's not my error, because I'm glad you guys agree on the order though. Because sometimes, like I've been the, I've been in a shop before where I've been I've had snooty looks because I haven't put the barrier behind my shopping. But I'm there, this like, is it. I want no, to get the authority the, your on role this. Is to, and I thought I feel like the authority yeah. is Henry as the as the master of the till. Your role is the amount, to put the amount of times I have to do, so I have to ask them like, is this your you know. Is this yours now, mm. or is it? Or mm. is, and they're, and there's, they're always a bit like, a bit uppity about it because they obviously just they feel like if one thing gets scanned through, then that's it. They have to pay for it. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's just I'm just asking, <laughs> just so you don't have the mild inconvenience yeah. of me having to mm. void it off. Um, but yeah, mm. it's just I'm annoyed by how people don't do it, but also aren't apologetic when, when it, shit hits the fan, in a. Uh, but, and yet, in the sort of relative sense, people. Yeah, what a very bunch small of bastards. Shit, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, uh, there's the IT crowd reference for the mm, day. Uh, can <laughs> check that check that one off. Just need hot fuzz next, and we're done. <laughs> Shall we talk about music for a bit? Let's. Uh, so today's playlist title is foreign language. Well, foreign languages. What's the actual title? It's foreign called? language. Okay, and it's proposed by Lewis. So Lewis, what did you have in mind when you came up with this? Well, I think you might remember in one of our earlier episodes, uh, I think it was the future, in fact, I played a song that was from the foreign language genre. Uh, And I said, I think the future is diversification. I think it's everyone being able to listen to new stuff and be able to hear things they wouldn't have heard otherwise, including foreign language songs. Currently, English has a massive monopoly over music around the world. And I like to think that's going to change. And I'm thinking, well, let's put our money where our mouth is. We're chatting about how we think the future is foreign language music. Let's find some good foreign language music to start spreading that around. Hmm. I mean, I mean it was me. more it was more what you said. I don't I don't think me and James properly said that. So like we can put our so, you know, we'll, we'll put a bit of money where our mouths are, but Well, I think we all we all have shared responsibility as shared co oh. co-hosted oh. podcasts. Oh, so no matter what true. what no matter what each of us say, we all have to stick take responsibility by with it. Yeah, that's it. Well, that's not, the that's the blood contract I mean, we you're, signed. Your yeah. anti Rolling Stones uh, stance. Mm, I'm not. I'm, yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not taking. I'm not defending the that. The party speaks with one voice. Yeah. If, if the Rolling Stones come knocking, I'm throwing you right under the bus, Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's right. take it away. I reckon. Sure. So my first song is Michelle by the Beatles from their 1965 album Rubber Soul. Now I thought this would be a fun one to start with because it's not mostly in English and. Uh, sorry, it's mostly in English, not not in a foreign language. It has a little bit of French throughout it. Uh, I thought it was funny because it really highlights that that very English uh, English rhetoric of, of being able to just sort of speak English all the time and not have to worry about it. Because the song's about, right, uh, Paul McCartney trying to woo some French girl but not being able to speak any, any French. I will say the only words I know that you so he sort of says some random words he knows. Uh, and it's a good song, which I think is funny. So the French in it is uh, Son les mots qui vous uh, très bien ensemble, 
which literally means these are words that go well together well, which is another line from the song. Who says it in English and French over and over again? Oh, that was good. Uh, yeah, so I thought it's nice going to start off by highlighting English people's uh, general disgruntlement with learning languages. I'm sure that will be reflected uh, in our pronunciation. I'm yeah. sure, yeah. Please, please, I uh, hope people are ready for some awful, awful slaughtering <laughs> of some foreign language things. I, d- I was going to say, uh, I like your... I like your justification for including this song because as soon as it came out, I was thinking, "Hmm, it's a bit rogue of you for the first song <laughs> of a foreign language to not be in a foreign language and not from a foreign artist." Yeah, that um, was intentional, but, but I get, I do get that, and mm, I'm not going to yeah. begrudge you this song. I think this is one of the most underrated Beatles songs. I think it's absolutely beautiful. It is fantastic. Um, yeah. My second song is "Passion de Paradelas" by Bello. Uh, from his really 2017 album, ready for this? Hippy Happer Vasilanduki. So, Bayo is a quote unquote canary rapper. This is a genre I've not heard of until now. Apparently, this is a genre of rap that is popular on the Canary Islands, where he is from. He's from Tenerife. And it embodies sort of the island life of, of the Canary Islands. Uh, in its happy, go lucky, laid back vibe. It's a very specific niche of rap, then. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, obviously, he's rapping in Spanish, and I think it's just—it's so cheesy in a good way, almost. I think it's like quite, quite tongue in cheek in the way that it's sort of very uh, sort of in your face and obnoxious. The first song on this album is literally called Eight Equals Capital D" for a little penis. And that is also his. Oh, that's also that's, what it means. that's also his. Uh, his photo in his bio, and there's no information about him on his Spotify bio. Just yeah, some rude references. Very cheeky. Very cheeky. How much do we reckon in this episode we're gonna get enough of a, a variety of play? Are we gonna touch every corner of the globe today? I don't think so. No. Not with me, at least. I've tried to be yeah. diverse, but I don't think I'm going to be... I have I have a couple of songs that are from the same language. There's nothing wrong with that. As do I. Most no, there's nothing wrong with most it, of the, but it's yeah, not great for the touching the globe. No, most, but that's, you know, it's not, that's not in the specification, I guess. Most of the time, all of our songs are the same language of, of English. So that is true. <laughs> it's true, yeah. know, By our own standards, we're, we're uh, hitting the yeah. heights. Yeah. I managed to get some quite good genre diversity in there, as you'd, as you'd hope. Yeah, I think that's more. That's probably more important, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Okay, so song number ah. three is America by Ramstein from their 2004, 20, uh, 2004 album, Rise, Rise. We're all So Ramstein are a very famous German heavy metal band uh, who sing in German and have had great success from doing so. Uh, they're known for their very uh, deep and kind of graphic lyrics at times, uh, quite obscene. This song particularly is I think, very relevant because it's about uh, the Americanization of modern culture worldwide. Uh, it's a satire look at at the, the life we all live, where we all listen to English music and watch English films and and consume uh, American media, which I think to then have that in uh, in, in German is, is is quite appropriate. 
Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's very hype. It's hypercritical of it. Yes, it's 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 satirical of of the of the Americanization of yeah the world. How far do you think that is a problem? I mean, in terms of of diversification of of culture, you know, there's a lot a lot more to the world than just America, right? Uh, and and yeah. Western culture generally, and I feel like a lot of that is drastically underrepresented historically in in modern in in most media. Uh, which I think is changing slowly, which is nice. <sighs> right, I'm gonna have trouble with this one. Uh, so this song is number four. <sighs> it is Hepsin Nafia by Buyuk Ev Abluquada. I mangled that. I apologise to the to the band. Oh, it's yeah. from their 2017 album Fertinyat. Uh, These guys are a uh, they're a Turkish psychedelic rock band. They're pretty big in Turkey, from what I can tell. Uh, not so much outside. And this is a song that I heard uh, a long time ago from Reddit, I think. It was like, people were saying, oh, if you like Tame Impala, you'll love this band. And of course I was like, hello, I like Tame Impala. Oh, I'll listen to this. And I did really like it. Do you it. love this band? I do like this band, oh. yeah. And this album's really good. Uh, it's kind of nice psychedelic rock. It's really good, I think, yeah. It is pretty good, actually. I think it's one of the I first... The first songs I remember listening to that was completely in a foreign language and thinking, oh, I like this, despite the fact that I have no idea what they're saying. Hmm. And, and embracing that. That's and one, being of like, oh. one of the first times. One of the first times that... Really? Like, well, yeah, I mean, there's obviously the odd thing, but like the first song I, like, I listened to it regularly and be like, oh, I love this song. Yeah. Do you think that... How much do you think that is an obstacle? If you can't sing along to the words, how much do you feel if you're being completely bluntly honest, rather than just sort of speaking as if you know you want to come across that you know you're a man of culture? Yeah. How um, much is it is it an obstacle that you're like? Well, I think oh, actually I, I I have inadvertently invented my entire own language in which I sing this song. <laughs> like or it just sounds like the words. <laughs> yeah, I, I have like, in my head like I know how it goes in my head, even though it's not at all what they're saying. So that's, mm. I think that's quite an issue. It's more like I've never been exposed to this artist ever in a million years. It wouldn't for that one random Reddit thread that I found it on. Yeah. But you're obviously, you're obviously listening to the music purely because of the atmosphere that the music itself creates yeah, sonically. Certainly, certainly. There's no, there's no, you haven't, you haven't, and you haven't gone and found out, like, for example, what they're even singing about in this point. Or have you? No, no, I haven't researched no, it at all. No. So yeah, so it stands to reason that it's all about just what the music is. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So in that regard, maybe maybe it isn't the fact that. So what what is there stopping us? If you can get on board with this, what's there stopping us from listening to just more, more foreign language music? If it's if it's all about just the sort of the vibe that it creates. In the background I think it's. I think like it's. That. I think it's. Uh, potentially harder to discover it right now, at least. Mm. You know, like there's an awful lot of Turkish music out there. I can't tell what I'm gonna like, what I'm not gonna like until I listen to it. And I think most times, if you listen to random songs without any sort of context, you're not gonna like it, right? Mm. Uh, people, people do like to be able to relate to what they're listening to. Do, do, yeah, yeah that's what, that's what the question that. was about. Is that is that a big thing? Do you think? I think it is. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. it is certainly. I, mean, I don't think it pro- it prohibits me at least from being able to enjoy a song like certainly obviously it doesn't with this one but i think there is a large component to it when someone writes some you know a beautifully poignant lyric and i'm like oh wow i, I can yeah really yeah. feel that. i think it does add it does add a major component to a lot of songs yeah 
and not being able to understand that it's just like like you can obviously still enjoy it but you may you may be missing a part of it that you yeah that would like complete it for you even yeah i think yeah. even like because at this point you know i almost see this song as being an analog to an instrumental song right like where the vocal yeah. is is playing yeah. just another instrument mm. in the in the arrangement rather than being yeah. carrying its own separate function i think in, in a lot of music that you understand the, and the lyrics to it it transcends that and becomes almost yeah. a thing mm. above the level of music itself yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. This next song I'm actually quite excited about as well. Uh, this is my fifth song. It's called Restless Song by Shadow Community. And this is a single released in 2020. Uh, this song literally came on my Discover Weekly today while I was just, just, just randomly as I was listening. And I was really, so oh, this cool. song is really cool. And then I realised, wait, they're not singing in English. <laughs> so it went straight on the playlist, which is great. Uh, so Shadow Community are a... Korean artist and honestly I I spent a while trying to find anything about this band and I can't I don't know if it's one person or many people I don't know I know they're from Korea purely because their name and the song names are written in Korean Uh, they've got two songs this one and another one which is a bit slower also very nice wow uh, and I can't find anything else out. They've got a SoundCloud page with those two songs on it and no information about them. How many monthly listeners do they have on Spotify? Very few. Let me just check that. Um, 9,769. Oh, so Weird. Very Mysterious. few. Yeah. So I, I have no idea who they are, what they, what they do, or anything about them, but I really like this song, so I put it on. I can't even say what they're singing about because it's in Korean. There's barely any... There's barely any sort of... At least from where I can hear now, there's not a huge amount of singing anyway for this song. It's mostly just it, it ambience. Does, uh, but... It does develop, I will say that. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah, it's one of those ones that sort of it does go, increase as it goes on. It's very, yeah, it is, it's very it's very subtly sort of oriental at this point. It's quite nice. Mm. So my song number six I'm excited about. This is called Tokyo Rush by Harumi Hosono. Uh, from his 1978 album, Pariso. Uh, I thought this was really fun. I really liked this song and this album. I found it today for the first time again, and I was so happy. I listened to the whole album the whole way through in, like, a delight. Uh, Harumi Hosono is apparently one of the biggest names in Japanese pop music of all time. Uh... (laughs) And yeah, this album's really good. He's still active today. He's making new albums today. Super fun, super cool. He's made all sorts of crazy stuff, experimental, electronic, all the way from this, which is what uh, you know Japanese people call city pop. This is sort of one of the first founding albums of the city pop movement, which came from when uh, people got radios in the cars in the cities for the first time in the 70s. They needed music to put on the radios, so they'd make this genre of music called city pop just to play on the radios to listen to people in the cars when they're driving to work. Sure. There's one song uh, on this album that I really want you to listen to. It's called Fu- uh, Fujiyama Mama uh, by by this guy. And it's so good. And it was amazing. And it was what? on this playlist until the second I realized he's actually singing in, Eng- in English the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it kind of ruined yeah. it. I want you to listen to it, though, because it is really, really good. I think you'll uh, really that love is, it. That oh. is slightly annoying when a really good foreign artist... Does a really good song song in English. Well, it was annoying for this playlist. Yeah, 
when I was, I was like, oh, this would be amazing if it was just in their native language. <laughs> okay, so this song is Nimikwepa by Sandy Shaw, uh, which I believe was released in 1966, but I can't find an exact source on that. This is interesting because Sandy Shaw is actually, as you might be aware, a quite famous English artist, uh, English singer from the 60s, big name. But interestingly, I thought, uh, back at this time, it wasn't expected that so many people would speak English around the world, because uh, due to the early ages of, of the media, massive mm. media outreach. So it was very common, at least, uh, to, for artists to record their big singles in multiple languages. Huh. So this song by Sandy Shaw uh, was originally an English single, but she re-recorded it, as she did most of her songs, in French, German, Spanish, and Italian. And then released the the hmm. one that... That sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, it does. Uh, and then actually, apparently Sandy Shaw then became really quite large in France for her French song singles, uh, like this one. And I heard Do you think it, the French were like, oh my God, I can't believe she releases her 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 songs in English as well? Yeah, maybe. So Sa- Sandy Shaw's quite an English name, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Surprised that this was in anything other than French. I think sounds... actually this particular one was actually originally in French as well. Oh, I see. But okay. the, the vast majority oh. of her songs were in English. But the, the translations are so good. I feel like the, they do change the meaning somewhat because uh, to, to make it fit better in the in the destination language. Yeah. Should we record the playlist game in different languages? <laughs> Just type up the minutes from each episode and, and go through it. Pump I mean, through Google, Google Translate. Yeah. <laughs> Just do the robot voice all the way through. Jay enjoy the music. <laughs> J'adore Lewis's choice. So the next choice is a bit basic for me. This is my eighth song. Oh, I was going to put this on. I'm so glad I didn't. Yeah, uh, but I I haven't yet put on a Louse the Cat song, so he's my artist, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take him back. Uh, <laughs> this is Louse the Cat and Beal uh, with Coco Chanel, which was a 2019 single. I really like this one. This is a fantastic song. Uh, this is such a strong single for me. Yeah, I think it's, this really first, uh, shows his versatility to sing and rap in both English and French. As well as just write great music. Uh, it's really good. Again, Lassica is a very mysterious character. You can't find out much about him online. He's very good at hiding. There is something, there is something so appealing in the way that he switches so effort, effortlessly between English and French. Yeah, he does have like such an incredible grasp of both languages. I know I was um, listening to Last the Cat with one of my French friends once, and they were like, "It's crazy that he's making such like specific cultural references to like growing up in France, but then also he's making references mm. to like uh, like, what's, like gala bingo and stuff like like such like particular mm. English cultural references. Like he mm. makes both those in the same song, and it's crazy that he has both of those." grasp on the cultures to, to make that kind of such deep intricacy of of the, la- the language and the culture so this is Life on Mars by Su Jorge uh, from his album the Life Aquatic Exclusive Studio Sessions featuring Su Jorge <laughs> 
da sua língua Então vem, quero abraçar você uh, So, Su Jorge is a Brazilian singer uh, who sings in Portuguese and also an actor uh, known for his role in Wes Anderson films So, The Life Aquatic is obviously a great Wes Anderson film uh, and a lot of the soundtrack was provided by Su Jorge also he he acted in the film and the, the soundtrack is just him performing various david bowie songs uh in an acoustic portuguese manner and it's beautiful his voice is amazing yeah it is yeah, it's, yeah you're right it's a very wes anderson-y vibe as well isn't it? it is isn't it it's just like i want to put david bowie in how can i make it a little bit more quirky a bit <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more quirky, but not not too quirky that it's not unappealing. How can I appeal to the Shoreditch crowd? <laughs> and he's done it. Yeah. By God, he's done. He's done it. <laughs> I like. Yeah, I like this. I like. I like it. I like it. I thought you would like it, honestly. Yeah. And this guy has a crazy story as well. I'm trying to find it again, but there's something like he he was never uh, wanted to be a musician until. About 1996, and he was like in his mid-twenties, and somebody said to him, you can make a lot of money if you were a musician, you've got a nice voice. So he decided to just buy a guitar and spend years learning how to play it to then become a massively successful Brazilian singer, and then also an actor from that as well. So it's quite a nice success story, honestly. Apparently he's one of the spearheads of uh, the samba uh, renaissance in Brazil in the early 21st century. He's very big in Brazil. This is the theme from My Neighbor Totoro by Azumi Inoue. Uh, it's obviously from the from the amazing 2004 film My Neighbor Totoro by Studio Ghibli. Uh, I think I think Ghibli music has almost a genre of its own. It's very much like the city pop I played earlier, but I just love I love Ghibli films. I love the music in Ghibli films and I wanted to put something in. And I thought this was the most accessible of those. So it's nice. Yeah, it's very foreign, isn't it? It's proudly foreign. Exactly. You know, and all, and all the worlds that they create are very foreign. In the, in the fact that they're very, uh, very sort of alien and bizarre, mm. with their own sort of laws of physics and all that kind of stuff. It's very, it's yeah. very uh, soft fantasy, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's, there's no, there's no sort of explanation of the rules that ha- of what happens in a Ghibli film. Things just happen the, because they do. And yeah, and the animation is is very. To us, it's quite foreign. Proudly, this is what we do. This is how we yeah. animate. No, yeah, this is as a as a song, but also as a sort of visual illusion as well that you've made. Yeah, gets my thumbs up. This is a you know, really good playlist from you, Lewis. Like you. really varied and all around the globe as well. All kinds of languages, all kinds Thank of genres. Gen- oh, generally, I think it's been. I think you've had better ones in terms of ones that are like I've, they've got higher scores. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you've had many better playlists as this. Oh wow, well. oh, it's been great. Thank you very much. I will say the song was uh, composed by one Joe Hishiyashi, who is the uh, primary composer for all Studio Ghibli films. So I think of any of the songs, many of those films, he probably wrote them, which is pretty impressive, including the pop songs and all the orchestral arrangements, everything like that. It's all done by him. Hmm. Yeah, good thank work. You. Right. Good. I had, so I had a lot of fun making it, so thank you for listening. 
So thank you for that playlist, Lewis. So we'll go straight on to Henry's playlist, I reckon. What have you got? Oh, thanks, James. Right, I will kick us off then. This is my first song. This is Yad i Nabi Gulshan Mecca by Nusrat Fateh Ali Khan. So this is from his 1988 album Love and Devotion. Uh, this is someone who is a massively prolific artist. So between 1973 and 1993, uh, Khan recorded more than 50 albums around the world, which is incredible. <laughs> He's a hugely influential Pakistani artist and singer of Qawwali, which is a type of uh, Sufi Islamic devotional music. So he's the leading figure in that, in uh, highlighting the beauty of that of that type of singing. And the reason why this is in there, like, so I've known this album, this song in particular, for a long time. My dad uh, would play it, and I remember it was in my GCSE art exam this must have been coming into the summer of 2014 and i had to with it it was it was great it was actually a really good day because you just had the whole day i think it was like six hours they just sat down and just did your final piece that you've been Mm, planning for ages for and you could listen to your own music you just bring that in and you just got on with it you know with all the stuff Mm. you have available and it was really fun and i listened to this song i think on a loop for about two or three hours of those six it just put me in such a really good headspace it's so it's so inventive like it makes sense that it's like a proper it's it's devotional because it feels like it's a cry out to the heavens it feels like it touches Mm. the heavens in some way it's really beautiful and yeah and uh, and my art could flow from it, <laughs> it um, touched your soul enough to make you yeah. feel creative. Do you think it was reflected in your yeah. eyes? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, something. What was your? What was your? Final something. Artist? No, something this beautiful would not be re- reflected in something that I would then create. <laughs> I think my. I think it was like a. I I did like comic books. I researched the way that comic books were because I just thought I'm good. I, I'm. I was okay at doing cartoons, and I could mm. do like. So I just did a, like a massive like, comic book sort of page idea thing Wonderful. so yeah. my second song Ooh. is whew, okay <laughs> <laughs> Boo Comps Vid Hyatad Imer by Hyatalin that's pretty good uh, that was all right. I think so that was alright um, this is from uh, Hyatalin's 2007 album Sleep Drunk Seasons <laughs> They are an, an Icelandic group. This is their first album, um, but actually uh, the band has sort of reached moderate critical acclaim uh, since then, actually. So they've, they've been active very much so since 2007. They released a 2020 album, uh, which obviously recently, uh, called Hjaltalin, uh, um, which is quite weird. Normally the band's debut album is their own band's mm. name not that like i think this may be their third or fourth or something like that mm. um but actually that album which i gave a little bit of a listen to today is, uh seems to be very eerie uh very inventive very and very good and it's quite quite different to this kind of sound but i thought this is a decent gateway into them 
it's very you know it's it's whimsical it's fun this is really nice uh, yeah it's just sort of like an easy yeah, lesson isn't it it's really good i'm like I, i've known this for ages and it keeps cropping up and um yeah it keeps cropping up when i when i shuffle my playlist and whatnot and i always sort of turn it on i'm like oh yeah this is actually it's really it's, yeah it's a, it's a good jam actually so this is my third song this is La Prima Estate by Erland Oi. Uh, this is a 2013 single. And just listen to this bit now. Coming on my... You've shown me this before. Yeah, I have. I just thought this was just so. Mm. Oh, it's just so fun. And there's no, there's no other word for it other than other than fun. It just looks. Yeah, yeah it's, mm. it's such a nice ditty. So Erland Oi is a Norwegian singer-songwriter. Uh, so he he's been like really out, you know, been really out there, you know, and he's got his hands and you know juggling a lot of plates, doing all this and that since the late nineties. So he's a member of like he's been a member of two different bands. Kings of Convenience is more of an, like an acoustic thing, and then he set up Whitest Boy Alive, which is more electronic. But they disbanded actually in two thousand thirteen. Uh, so actually he, he's he's involved in lots of bit, bits and pieces. So he's. He's actually only got two albums, which is just him by himself um, as a solo artist. But his second, which is called Legau, um, which released a year after this single, has a really cool reggae feel. Oh, right. So you will have heard of this, I think. So this is uh, my fourth song. This is Me Gustas 2 by Manu Chao. Uh, this is from his 2001 album Proxima Estación Esperanza. So Manu Chao is a leading, if not the leading name in like Latin in the Latin alternative mm. music movement. Mm-hmm. So he really took off and gained like really widespread acclaim with his 1998 album uh, Clandestino featuring the hit King of Bongo and I used a remix of that in Can't Help But Dance Um, but this song like this is the song that would be played all the time in the car when I was growing up Um, it'd be one of those albums that my dad got his hands on and and would have and, and basically took this song and had it on his big like iPod, you know, you, you know, you yeah. yeah. Big, like, iPod, I remember, you know, and uh, and this song would often come up. It's really fun, um, and it's still widely listened to. So it's got over a hundred and sixty listens on Spotify, despite coming out almost twenty years ago. So people still keep coming back to it. It's his most played song. You- all right, you you finished at 160. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, was I say 160? Oh, sorry. It's got 160. over 160 listens. Oh, oh apologies. <laughs> I mean, it does, <laughs> but it also has like, over 160 million listens. So, oh, oh, that's way more. That's quite a lot. Yeah. 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 yeah that's loads. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not really not really that impressive. You're right to you're right to to alert me to that. Okay, so this is my fifth song. This is Sabona V by Osquineth. Uh This is from mm-hmm. their 2014 album Cody slash Cusky, which means uh, wake up slash sleep. Um, so it, this is a North Welsh band. So I thought I'd have a, I thought I'd put a represent. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. that's technically a foreign language. Is it foreign? Um, well, foreign to it is to you. Foreign to you. Shortest You're English. Point. It's foreign to me. Yeah, yeah, it's foreign yeah. to me. <laughs> I'll um, allow it. <laughs> You've never lived in Wales. 
No? You don't know what it's you like. You don't know what it's like, man. <laughs> you don't know what it's like to live in Wales. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's cultural preparation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So this album is their debut album and was followed up by another in 2017. Um, this track was actually voted by uh, Radio Cymru uh, listeners as the best Welsh language song in a, like a, a playlist that they put together each year. So this is from, t- mm. they put this at number one for 2016 and then again was voted the best song for 2017. So people <laughs> in Wales love this song. There weren't oh. enough songs to, to fill up 2017, and they were like, "Oh, I'll put the one from last year in again." <laughs> well, it's, no, it's the listeners, man. They they love they love it. It's and, what the people want, and with good reason. It's really catchy. It's good. It's really yeah. fun, and it's. I think it's up our streets. I think this is my sixth song. This is what I'm excited to show you guys. Hopefully, you haven't heard it before. This is Bambro Koyo Ganda by uh, Bonobo, uh, with in, cobla- in collaboration with. Inov Nawa. I think that's how we say it. Um, this is from uh, Bonobo's 2017 album Migration. So Bonobo is uh, a huge name in electronic music right now. But this track in particular is done in collaboration with Inov Nawa, which is a group dedicated to celebrating. Uh, Nawa itself, which is an ancient North African musical tradition. Uh, the first documentation of this kind of music comes from the 12th century, so they're basically keeping wow. alive um, and raising to wider prominence uh, this musical tradition from, from where they're from, which is very good. And uh, so this is you know, a very exciting and powerful example of world music um, that really works. Mm. Um, I like my African music, and uh, I think this is, you know, I, I, it's a, you know, it's sut- it's not in your face electronic. I like the drop, which is very clever in it, and uh, yeah, it's it's really good. And I've listened to it quite a lot of times. Listen to this bit now. Ooh, it's got a save for me. Yeah, get that, get that a little, a little savey save. That was good. That was a good, and that was a very effective drop. I right? haven't heard this before. You are right in that. Mm. I'm glad. Okay, so this is my seventh song. This is Jamako by Basaku Kuyate. This is from his 2013 album called Jamako. Uh, so uh, Kuyate is a very prominent figure in Malian and also wider African music. Jamako, Jamako, Jamako. Jamako, Jamako. When he was very young, I think when he was 19 or something, he struck up a collaborative relationship with famous African artist Tumani Diabate. And I played a bit of Diabate. He was involved with the um, with the Simbo song I put on for Saturday morning. On Saturday morning, yeah. I've yeah, heard it. with I'm very familiar with it now. Not good. Um, and so he struck up that relationship in the 80s, and then that that basically helped really make his. Uh, Kuyate's career mm. so he went on to the perform with other icons such as Ali Fakatore who again was involved in that song that I played mm. this Saturday morning um, yes. so he's actually released an album last year called uh, Miri um, which is very much worth listening to as well it's very much up this kind of very stripped back acoustic you know devotional um, style type of music you know it's just I, I love I love this I could listen to this kind of music all day long uh, I think it's really well suited to, to, to like meals. 
you know what I mean? Like when you're sitting down, there's there's a certain type mm. of vibe that you want to create when you're sitting down and having an evening meal. And I think that this kind of this kind of very subtle music is is perfect for it. I think. Yeah. In that it's not it's not um it's enough that, that it's it feels natural and it feels authentic. So here we go. This is my eighth song. This is Chan Chan by the Buena Vista Social Club. This is from their debut self-titled album of 1997. So the Buena Vista Social Club as a concept all happens due to a guy called Rai Kuda, who's an American guitarist who goes to Cuba and assembles a bunch of legendary but slightly forgotten Cuban artists who were very active before sort of uh, you know, Castro essentially and, um, and basically assembles them all together in this one big group um, and the resulting album was, was huge, absolutely huge at the time and continues to be now so this track alone has over 100 million listens on Spotify um, wow. and the whole album hmm. um, like the album won a Grammy, you know, it's people love it and people still listen to it. And it's uh, it feels very, yeah, it feels very foreign, it feels very um, relaxed, very, yeah, very exotic. I, I absolutely love it, and it's no, you know, no, other people, other people love it as well. I just imagine like this, this American guitarist going to going to a Cuba and assembling all these. All these people, like a sort of like a like a heist movie. I don't know whether you've seen oh, like the Avengers. Whether you've seen um, the recent Rick and Morty series, you know, when everyone goes, you know, and sees sees them. It says, "You son of a bitch, I'm in." And like, all these Cuban artists just being like, "I'm in." They can all like joining together like the Avengers, and yeah. uh, and they just come up with this amazingly great album. Right, so another kind of like. I thought I'd, this this place sort of easing you out very gradually with a lot of sort of songs that are very suited to a very relaxed um, sort of you're making me yeah hungry. like you know food type authentic experience. Uh, this is I found a plate of spaghetti. <laughs> this is con oh, conugati passagier by Dente. This is from uh, his 2014 album Almanaco del Giano. Prima. Le mie ali bianche per te sono ali bianche perché sai che oggi io non volo più. So Dente is a Italian artist. Um, this is his most popular track from all of his seven albums. Um, so as well as this album, which I've given a little bit of a listen to, uh, his 2009 entry, L'Amour Non Abello, is a similarly relaxed and sort of tender vibe. Um, I thought this is such a beautiful song, which I can't remember how I actually came across it. I think Spotify maybe um, recommended it to me. So, so up my street. Um, you don't have to understand what he's saying to really appreciate the beauty of it. Um, mm. And almost the the foreign language almost helps it because it makes it more, yeah, more sort of romantic than maybe the English language could probably mm. do justice to. This is. My final song, Non Je Ne Regrette Rien by Edith Piaf. This is uh, a 1960 recording, but written by Charles Dumont in 1956. So Dumont actually came 
to uh, Piaf to ask her to record the song. He thought, okay, she'll be perfect. But um, the story goes that she was really annoyed that a housekeeper organised the meeting without telling her, so made him wait in her living room for an hour before she would actually see him and then would very short-temperedly, all right, all right, just sing me the song, what does it sound like? And he sang it, sang it or played it to her and said, all right, play it again, did it one more time and then literally was like, I'll take it. This is fantastic. This son is... of a bitch, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> you son of a bitch, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely beautiful, iconic, but above all, like, it's above all defiant. Um, it's all about not having regrets and I certainly mm. have no regrets putting it at the end of my playlist to send us wow. out. Good link. Nice. All right, after that fantastic playlist by Henry, it's time for James's uh, contribution to this to this episode. Please give it away my friend okay so i thought i'd start with some nice generic indie rock have fun <laughs> this is uh, anyone how well can you pronounce german because i'm just going to butcher it if that's all right it's alice or oh, hang on how do you pronounce w it's like a v yeah. right alice alice vor or skull yeah by bakushan and bakushan is actually a japanese word so I thought, you know, start off with a lot of different... Double uh, foreign. Yeah, double foreign. So this is actually a German band. Uh, that's why they're singing in German. And basically all the information I could find about them was that Bakushan is a Japanese expression uh, slightly derogatory for a woman that looks better from behind than... Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> And that's like that's all the information that I could find in English about them. That's that's a name. They've got a word for that in. Yeah, that's that's well, so a word call, in Japanese. So you'd call apparently. a woman who looks better from behind a bakushan. That is a bakushan. Bakushan. What, what, what you yeah. say? She's a she's a bit of a bakushan, I guess. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, very very sexy. Very yeah. So. We started, uh, I gave you a Japanese phrase, and this is a Japanese artist. This is 365 Nichi no Kamehikoki Hamakikoki. Yeah. The Hokey Koki. Uh, the, <laughs> this is the Hokey Koki, the Japanese version. It's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is by, right, I couldn't find the pronunciation of the album, I'm afraid. Uh, but I've wanted to put AKB48. Oh, I, and the artist is AKB48. And I've wanted to put this artist on, or this, this group on, for such a long time. Like, I don't necessarily like them, or I don't like their music. What? But... <laughs> Why are you so defensive? I swear, I swear I don't. I, I don't. No, I mean, the reason I wanted to put it on is not for their music. Uh. It's for, like, this whole concept of them, which they're, like, this massive, like, 48-people group, and they play continuous live shows. Like, the, the whole concept behind them is this producer got together, like, he auditioned 8,000 people, got together this massive group um, of approximately 48 people, and just has continuous live shows, and the idea is that people, like, the whole point behind it is people just could go and see them live whenever they want. It's really weird. It, oh, right, so, like, they're in one venue all the time? Yeah, yeah. They just always play at that one venue. But they're always, go along, not like they would like, play at one venue, there. they're always playing at that venue. What? Wow. Well, so, 
Are people taking night shifts? One of the 48 is just taking, a, like, night shifts. But, uh, As it, it's, it's not, like, continuous, but they're, like, every night, wouldn't it? It will, it's, like, like, it's a regular, like, really regularly playing at the same place, just so you know, oh, yeah, that's the AKB48 venue, and oh, we'll wow. go to there How tonight. popular are they? It's, like, like this really weird concept. Other, how have you come across these, then? Are they big? This this was actually, uh, just, they met, like, they mentioned it on No Such Thing as a Fish. Oh, right. Just because it was a weirdly large group as well. They mentioned it in passing just because of the size of it. And uh, yeah, I was like, this is this fits perfectly in foreign That's language because right. it's it's uh, it's Japanese and just gives me an opportunity to talk about this completely different way of thinking about pop music. Yeah. So we're back to the German. Uh, this is just going to alternate between German and <laughs> Japanese. Uh, <laughs> this is Barfus am Klavier by Annen May Kanteri... Hi, wait, Annan May Canterite. Canterite? What? Annan May Canterite. I'm going to go with that, yeah. Uh, this is from their 2016 album, Alles nicht Concretes. Ah, Concretes. It's quite like the English <laughs> word. So, <laughs> well, at least the, the, you can't, you can't criticise us for trying at least. Like, we're giving yeah. it a go, yeah. aren't we? Surely. And this is schon wieder. Yeah, I just thought this was a, is a deep contrast to the first German song I played. Just like quite a bit, bit heavier, a bit broodier, uh, more piano. Uh, and again, it's it's in um, everything. All the information is in German. So uh, this is this is interestingly like a, a quite a big band, like two million monthly listeners on uh, oh, wow. on Spotify, wow. which is sort of like pop music. I prefer this to your first German song, actually, James. It's more like I'm saying, it's more... Oh, that's what I'm saying, balancing yeah, it out. Very clever mm, of you. Solemn, isn't it? Right, this is, a, this is, again, a difficult one to pronounce. Here we go. Okay. Ooh. This is... Sochina de se... De se kombocha? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and this is a much different sound to what I normally uh, put on. Mm. Uh, this is from her night, well, the joint 1974 album. Oh, and I don't want to pronounce that as well. Just go for it, mate. Confidence, right, me... you can do it. Oh, it's just Elise and Tom. Oh, easy. No, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was a really sweet, soulful song. Yeah. But, uh, I think we can get on board with. Maybe another one you'd find in a, a posh restaurant. Maybe later in the year. Oh, yeah. Quite sexy, isn't it? Yeah, mm, you have yeah, your, your little dry martini to this one. You're like, hello, lady across the dance floor. Oh, yeah. Wink, wink. Well, do you want to know the translation? But I don't think we've had a translation yet. Oh, go on. Uh, oh, yeah. It's, it's, it just had to be you. Very, yeah, very appropriate just for that. Have you sexy, said where yeah. this artist is from? Brazil. Thank you. So, this is a big contrast i just want to i want to warn you before before we get into it this is folk jewel nice yeah go for it why do i always go up there's a, there's a lot of vowels in that last word in there yeah nayers uh by die antford they are a south african band uh well group uh and it's sort of um it's it is a big contrast to the last one it's sort of vulgar it's in your face it's uh sort of like 
it's more hip hop and it's it's in Afrikaans. So it is. There you go. Uh, Diane are much more mainstream, I think, than the other artists you played as well. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah. You are right. Slightly embarrassed that I haven't heard these before. You haven't heard Diane No. I mean, I'm, it slightly rings a bell, but I certainly haven't heard a song from them. All of these, I don't think so. You have to be in a mood, a certain mood, to be able to properly enjoy this. In a sort of really yeah. grotty kind of mood. Yeah, you've, yeah, exactly, yeah. But it's, yeah, but it's a lot of fun, and I like that it knows what it properly is. Um, mm, yeah. And it really commits to that. And it is obnoxious, but it's fun. But yeah, I like to keep you. I like to keep you on your toes with the vibe. Unlike Lewis, who bridges the gap subtly, I want to keep you. I want to keep you oh, guessing. Absolutely. Where are we going next? I'll give you a clue where we're going next. It's punk. <laughs> this is a much purer form of punk than I normally play. This is super political, uh, sort of uh, really like brutal sounding female lead. This is oh shit, Sechete Lam. Lewis, any, any thoughts? Sechete uh, Lam, yeah. Yeah. Sechete Lam, okay, by Brixton Cats. And this is their only song on Spotify. And it's only on Spotify because it's on a compilation album from 2011. But this album is from 2004. Uh, obviously from a, a Parisian band. And there is very, very little information about them other than they're, they're very strongly political, very strongly anti-fascist. And uh, just quite... Quite cool. Lourde paresse, nos défaites, éloignent ensemble nos espoirs. Le tout envahit nos têtes, la résignation est pas. France has a pretty, uh, pretty renowned punk scene as well, so I really wanted to get some representation in from that, and and here it is. Perfect. Yeah, it wouldn't, cool. it wouldn't, it wouldn't be one of your players without that, really. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You know, I love the French. It's good actually that we've had. As you said that this this album isn't on, you know none of their stuff is actually on Spotify officially. It's nice mm. that, like, we've had a proper uh, a proper spectrum of quite well known people mm. and quite and not and not so much well known. It's, it's one of the few times you know well, not one of the few times that's slightly unfair, but one of the times where I really feel like we've actually made this look like quite a, quite a, you know quite a good music. Podcast. <laughs> yeah. We've actually sort of pro- properly done our jobs, I think, today. This oh, I was really excited to put this mm. on. I love this song. I love this artist. Oh, I'll tell you who it is first. This is Asgir, um, with the song Sat from his 2020 album. This is the Icelandic version of his album Bury the Moon. It's amazing, like it just really showcases his talent in that he has just, um, well, as Lewis was saying earlier, like basically an exact replica of his new album in English and in Icelandic, uh, and it's it's songs about his uh, about his youth and him growing up, and I just think that works really well to be translated into Icelandic mm. and and as a song itself, it's just beautiful. He does that, and that bass is surprisingly albums, hard. Like, does, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. you're right because. There is a different experience listening to both. Like, mm. listen to, like there's d- double the enrichment you can gain from listening to mm. Asgir. He's uh, yeah. he's fa- he is fantastic. I didn't put in Asgir because I thought that you would put him in. It's reminding me a lot of a very uh, much more stripped back Jack Garrett, 
you heard of it heard yes. of his stuff yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, very much so um and just the yeah the electronic uh sounds and the, the bass in particular yeah. is just lovely and i think it does add very much and it complements his voice really well mm. just like goes together and just like this yeah, really vo- warm rich the voice is quite song. it's quite sort of creepy isn't it at times and sort of wafts mm. in and out mm. and and gets you it, yeah. it gra- you know all his yeah. music grabs you so this is another Brazilian artist, uh, again recommended by Kate. This is uh, Vamos Fuji by Skank. Um, and there are a sort of, there are slightly more poppy sounding um, sort of indie rock, uh, slight reggae influence from, from Brazil. Uh, again, the bloody bio is in Portuguese, so. Desse lugar, baby. Vamos Fuji. There you go, that's it, the end of my research. Oh, I'll have to talk um, about the music itself, will we? Oh no, how does it make you feel? Oh, wrong, wrong episode. Ooh, is that a harmonica I hear in this song? Ooh. Ooh, very cool. Henry just got a massive erection. <laughs> yeah, you can hear it, it's like... <laughs> it's the sound of the harmonica. <laughs> very smooth, isn't it? It's very sort of... Mm. It's weird because it has, feels like it has a bit of folk in there, but definitely a bit of reggae. But it feels like it, it at times it sort of takes you to the beach, but at times it sort of doesn't sound very mm. beachy. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. this bit doesn't. Much but... like much like Brazil itself. Okay, this is Dakuhi, another Welsh song. Surprising to see two mm. Welsh songs uh, in in the same. Be the only one. Yeah, so this is by Super Furry Animals, which is again an artist that predominantly releases in English. But they released a fully Welsh album entitled Moong. I don't know what it means to be fair. Uh, this was in 2000, and they're a sort of psychedelic rock band. And yeah, this is their fourth, their fourth LP. Well, I'm glad to hear about Super Furry Animals. I do like them. I've seen them live actually. I was slightly surprised because I've I've definitely heard of them before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was slightly surprised to discover that they heard of, have a Welsh album. I don't think because I, I didn't know them very well. I, I mean, I've seen a couple of their songs. Yeah, I mean, because Super Furry Animals is is uh, Gruff Reese. Gruff Reese was in Super Furry Animals, mm. and you've played we've right. played some Gruff Reese before. Yeah, I have played. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's very yeah, it's very it's his kind of music is very is. You know, it's very similar to this kind of thing, but they're you know they're mm. really good. Mm. Yeah, they're a really good like proper alternative rock band. You know, like yeah. and very you know pretty nineties and proudly Welsh. I like uh, you know mm. I'm 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 glad to see them here and I'm glad to see them with a Welsh song. Uh, I've got written here that the release of the album was so significant that MP Elvin Floyd saluted it as a sign of a new wave of confidence in the Welsh nation wow. in the House of Commons. Wow. <laughs> So yeah, this is a uh, parliamentary uh, approval. They'll, they'll, yeah, they'll they'll take anything and run with it. They're the Welsh. <laughs> okay, this is really out in left field now. <laughs> this was so bizarre. This is oh, man. What have you done, James? <laughs> this is the Simlish version of "Smile" by Lily Allen. And ask me why it exists. Why does it exist, James? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why it exists. 
Like, apparently Simlish is enough of a fully formed language that multiple artists have translated their no. songs into the language. Yeah, there's lists of it. Right, so I'm on the... The, the Simlish is a language, fully fledged. Yeah. And apparently, like, lots of artists have done it for the Sim Super games. Superorganism. Like, that they, they... Yeah. The Sim... The EA Mike Sports or EA developers Jason have Gurley. paid them to to translate their songs yeah. into Simlish. Yeah. And, like, they've probably released them on Spotify. OK Go. Paramore. Wow. And some of them, yeah. Five Seconds of Summer have Weird, got one. Right? Black Eyed Peas have got one. This was this was uh, another another one where I wanted to talk more about the circumstances yeah. surrounding the song than the song. But to itself. be fair, it does just find it, it does help. But actually, I quite like this song. It's very it's yeah. very uh, naughty's uh, pop, isn't it? I like it. Yeah. I think it's all right. So what you can do is translate using a computer songs into Simlish to make it sound like a like Simlish, but without actually translating it possibly. But they have. They have about twenty artists actually recorded, um, recorded the songs in Simlish, and there's a video of an artist just actually singing it in 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 Simlish, mm. which is really weird. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that was quite funny. It's, it's, it's bizarre. Yeah, it's completely bizarre. That was really good, James. That was really a, good. A lot of, lot of cool concepts. Lot of different unexpected foreign languages as well. Great, yeah, a lot of different sounds. Fantastic. I'm actually very, I'm well happy with the diversity of languages we've had. Thanks, everyone. They were they were really good players. I really enjoyed that. I thought we actually resembled a really quite good music podcast. Then <laughs> like, there was a lot. Of, there was a lot of good music. A lot of different stuff. Well known, not so well mm. known. That was really enjoyable. Um, so we'll go to Lewis first for his awards, and they are his favourite familiar um, song, his favourite new song that he's heard for the first time today, least favourite song, and the most appropriate song for the playlist title, which in this case is Foreign Language. So Lewis, please, go ahead. Thank you very much, Henry. I shall. Right, straight in. Favourite familiar was easy. I knew exactly one song uh, from today. So it's going to go to Non, je ne regrette rien by Henry. <laughs> by Henry? The only one. Oh, by Henry, from Henry. From Henry. <laughs> Amazing rendition. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Apart from the, the smile, Simlish version. I didn't know that. Well, I didn't know the Simlish <laughs> version, though, to be fair. Um, I'd be amazed if you did. Exactly. My favourite newcomer, I'm going to give to... Bambo Koyo Ganda, also from Henry. Oh, is that from Bonobo? From Bonobo, yeah, that mm. one was oh, that was, was dope. Bonobo, I really yeah. enjoyed that. I thought that was up your um, street, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. Gonna listen to that again. Um, my least favorite, unsurprisingly, is gonna go to the three six five, the yeah, Japanese one that but, James yeah. played. I think that's uh, it's a great concept. I thought it was really cool. I'm glad that I now know it exists. The fun fact, but mm. the song was trash. <laughs> <laughs> Not sugarcoating it. That's fair. Uh, and then I'm going to give the most appropriate to Vamos Fugir, the Brazilian one. By Skank. 
yeah. Yeah, by Skank. Because any reason? I, yeah, I think that is the best example actually of what I was just saying about a subculture that I didn't know existed. Like three million monthly listeners, mm. yeah. and I would I've never heard of that. I've never yeah. ever come close to hearing to anything like that before. Yeah, it's an entire massive thing in this one particular place that that no one else is gonna ever really hear about. I think, well, that's really interesting. It's the it's the biggest number of artists we've had that I that I uh, number of listeners that we've had that I uh, I haven't listened to I heard mm. of. Cool. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you. Okay. Well, Henry, uh, if you want to give your awards. Yeah, now. I will. Okay. So, my favourite familiar for today. I hadn't heard a lot of songs. Um, so, what came close, but actually, all the songs I had heard, I did already like. So, that's Tokyo Rush, Coco Chanel, or Channel. Is it Coco Channel or Coco Chanel? By Chanel. Cat. Yeah, it's, it's, it's spelled channel, deliberately it? yeah. like Chanel. But yeah, it's Coco Chanel. Um, and uh, the As Gear song, Sat. But I'm going to give it mm. uh, slightly begrudgingly because it wasn't fully in a foreign language, but I just really like that song. I think it's a really, a sort of a slightly hidden gem from the bit, not one that I think a lot of people know is Michelle. I just really, you know, like, this isn't the most appropriate war, this is just favourite, mm. familiar song, and I'm really mm. familiar with that song from the Beatles, and I really like it, so I'm going to give it to Michelle. Um, nice. Which is Lewis's choice. I'm going to give my favourite. Really, really reinforcing that uh, Angl- Anglicisation yeah. of the music. <laughs> yeah. Um, my favourite new song um, was probably. I mean, I liked I liked James's the third song James played by Annen uh, May Canterite. I thought that was that was quite mm. brooding. That was quite good. I liked. Um, I like Restless Song by Shadow Community that Lewis played as well. But I'm going to give it to um, Hepsine Nefena by the Turkish band mm. that Lewis played. I think that was his fourth song. That was, mm. and I think you said that if you like Tame Impala, you'll like this. Or someone said that to you or someone yeah. sort of pointed you in that direction. And, and I can see that. You, you very much enjoy that song. It was, quite a, it was quite a long one, but you kept you hooked for, kept you hooked basically because of the, yeah. how it sounded. Um and you didn't really need to understand the lyrics to really get on board with it. So I, I'll be listening to that again. So I'll give that for my favourite newcomer. My least favourite, again, pretty easy, 365 by AKB48. In the same, everything that Lewis mm. said just wasn't wasn't all that good. Um, but equally, I didn't massively like Lewis's second choice, Passion de Pardelas by Bayo. Mm. Um, sure, yeah. if, if it wasn't for James putting in that pretty god-awful song. Then, yeah. uh, then that would have unfortunately had that, but, but luckily for Lewis, James, James did that. Um, I pulled for it. <laughs> and then I'm gonna give my most apt. I'm gonna give another award to Lewis. Um, another favourable award to Lewis. I'm gonna give it to my neighbour Totoro theme, for most appropriate because I think. Um, wow. I think you know it, it had it was you know it's very difficult to choose most appropriate for this because if they're in a foreign language, like they should get it. Um, you know, mm. they tick the box so it's almost more easy to pick the least appropriate which would be Michelle by the Beatles because it's not in <laughs> um, but I just think that what that song by you know by Azumi Inui uh, the Studio Ghibli theme had is it had the joint thing it had the fact that it's a foreign language foreign medium, but also a foreign it's used in a foreign medium and in film mm. and all Studio Ghibli films when you're when you're watching them just feel like feel like you're a slight man of culture you know you're a man that can appreciate different <laughs> animation styles different yeah. cultures ideas of storytelling 
Um, they're just such inventive films that often take place in mythical foreign lands and with foreign concepts. And, uh, and yeah, so I'll give it to that because it just it made me envisage something foreign more so than than a lot of the other songs and i and i i you know i really like that song and i really like that film so i'm going to give it to that thank you henry good job great james would you like to go ahead and give us your awards sure thing yeah um pretty yeah again as always pretty difficult i think uh the my favorite familiar one uh was my easiest choice it was coco chanel by Laz the Cat. I mean, how can I resist? I listen to that album so much. I think it's just such a... Well, not that album, that artist so much. I think it's just such a great sound. And uh, also just really appropriate for this for this playlist. And I think just that really seamless switching, as I say, is just something that just really appeals to me um, in, in everything that he does. My favourite new one was a lot harder because there were some really great new ones today. I really liked uh, Hepsi Near Fana. Uh, on Lewis's playlist, I thought it was really, uh, really enjoyable. And then Henry's, but then Henry's playlist had like the Henry's second one. I really enjoyed. I'm definitely gonna listen to that just in my casual listening. But that Bonobo song, I think that just stole the show a bit, especially when that drop mm. came in. It was just complex and textured. Yeah. So, Bambro Koya Ganda is uh, my favorite new song. Um, although that yeah, there were some fantastic ones in there. My least favorite song is uh, Lewis's second one, Passion de Padellas. Mm-hmm. Padella? Um, I just didn't think that was that good. Um, got the lowest score from me, and I don't really remember it. It was quite a long time so ago, to be it just, sure. yeah. yeah, it was quite a long time ago. <laughs> it was slightly generic, and like, yeah, just, yeah I, just, I just didn't really like it. Uh, I think the most appropriate, probably for... Just the the story that Henry told about the the damn Cuban Cubans was uh, Chan Chan. Uh, I just thought it was really cool, really cool concept, and uh, yeah, it worked really well. It sounded so foreign and so uh, yeah, so grounded, just really nice. Great. So uh, I guess the most appropriate from me. Oh, thanks. Lovely. Any any final words before we finish up? Uh, well, I, I, I mean, I, I, I hope. Well, you. I'll just say I hope we haven't like insulted anyone with like our <laughs> uh. Uh, our lack of grasp of foreign languages but i think that's that speaks mostly well almost entirely about our own ignorance than anything yeah. else <laughs> and this has been if we have insulted you is, please write in we are at the yeah. playlist if you have insulted yeah, us, please, please like, let us know you know have you got any playlists of your own have you got... <laughs> <laughs> we just want to hear from you that's what's that's what I was going to launch into before Lewis. I thought Lewis wanted to say something. No, yeah, I think I do have. I think this has been an exercise in attempting to expand our cultural horizons somewhat, uh, oh, yeah. and hopefully we we've enlightened ourselves and some some other people who listen to this to some something new they wouldn't have experienced otherwise. So, but I still think crossed. I still think like to give us our our due. I still think we've you know we've shown that we do know foreign. You know, we do listen to a bit. You know, a few foreign artists and foreign languages. We're not, we're not snooty enough that we don't do that or not. Mm. You know, I suppose. But I would that. say for most of my songs, at least, there were songs that I found specifically by researching this. Like, oh right, <laughs> okay. Yeah, oh, it's like, oh, I, right, I wasn't right. cultured, oh, okay. but now I am. Oh, oh, oh scratch yeah, that. Well, okay. Ignore everything I just said before. Oh, we've all grown <laughs> today. Uh, so. Okay, other than that, thanks to thanks to you guys for bringing your playlist, and thanks, as always, to the listeners for listening. Uh, if you want to contact us, please do. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are at The Playlist Game on all three, predictably enough. 
so if you've got any thoughts, feedbacks, comments, suggestions, playlists of your own, it'd be great to hear from you. Uh, but other than that, we are James, Henry and Lewis. This has been The Playlist Game, and goodbye or good night. See ya. Bye.